Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Warriors Bleed. My name is Audrey and I am so grateful and so excited that you have joined me. Today I've got an amazing guest. We actually met this week, so that's fun. It's been sick, but um, before we get into any of that, go ahead and introduce yourself, tell them about you, what do you do, uh, what are you about, everything like that. Yeah, cool. Um, hi, I'm Benji. Um, I'm 17, I make music. Um, you could say I'm a social media personality with the amount of promo that I do <laughs> and the that. amount of like stuff that I don't give, you know, I don't really mm. care about my image right. in a way that I, I try to look cool by being a loser. Um, right. but yeah, I guess I just make music, love mm-hmm. God. Um, and yeah, that's amazing. So how would you say that you kind of entered this whole music thing? Because I guess that's a great way to start, right? You're super young, um, but you have so much passion, you have so much drive, and you seem to have a whole lot of direction as well. So just dial right into that. What really got you started? Um, I like that you said drive and power because that's literally the rocks verse, but um, it's about drive, it's about power. Get it? Yeah, Um, I I see what you did. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but for me, it kind of started when I was like, 13 mm. um i was making edm in my room um just Love because that. i saw like youtube videos of you know I, I always listened to music when i was young and it was just like a big part of like my family and just like who i was yeah yeah um and i guess like i was just so interested in what was behind music what created the the little minor details and as a young person you don't really understand that until you actually dive into it there's a mm. lot more than just guitar and a bass and a drum set yeah. all just put into one it's like just so many minor details that are so interesting to me mm-hmm. so yeah I guess like I started off EDM and um and intermediate I was like sharing my music around and I had this one song called <laughs> summertime sadness and it just like it was it went to as far as my classroom so yeah. it wasn't that famous but look it was a, it was it was a start and I got it my was. song yeah. played in, in in assembly so yeah I guess it was just really? like through EDM yeah yeah that's quite an achievement I will say that's it pretty is. cool but it was really awkward because I was kind of just sitting there and like and yeah and everyone's like listen yeah yeah because oh my god no I words. get that yeah there was there was no words so it was just like synths everywhere and I was just yeah. sitting like waiting for like something else to happen but nothing did it was just everyone just started staring at me and I'm like, oh okay, my well, goodness that is awful that is awkward but it's part of the process like (laughs) I think honestly like um with me personally whenever I drop stuff I like barely tell my friends like I don't even want them like the other day my friend asked if she could subscribe to my YouTube channel and I literally Uh. just went back and forth going like please don't do that like (laughs) it is just it's so uncomfortable (laughs) you know like knowing that the people like that your friends know what you do do you know what i mean exactly. like, i don't yeah, know 100%. if anyone else finds that awkward maybe it's just a musician's yeah. thing but um no yeah definitely honestly but you being christian and um because yeah. i've been listening to you like i said before like before when we were talking like i love your stuff my favorite yeah. songs are still youth group and call me when you can um classic honestly because youth group I think maybe because I go to youth group, so I get it, you know? Like, yeah. I understand, like, whenever... That's literally uh, what everyone says. Yeah, Everyone's but just, it's like, just... I to the song. Literally, <laughs> because it just feels so familiar. Like, whenever those couples have been together for, like, 40 years get up, yeah. and they're like, yeah, we met at youth group, and now it's yeah. 17, and he was eight. It's like, whoa, okay, clearly that's not what's going on now it's anymore. Like we get it, you're old, exactly. you 10,000 years. Honestly, yeah. honestly, it's crazy. But um, what is the, the storyline behind... Um, 
your music? Like, where do you get your inspiration? What drives you creatively to really put together these these songs? Because for me, when I listened to your stuff, it started off um, with Call You call me when you can yeah i had this really um melancholic way of saying hey i really miss you mm. and and it really felt like you accepted that we never had to leave and had to go to california and stuff like that yeah but that desire that affection that type of friendship or relationship that you had with that person yeah. it still came back to like i really wish that this is something that we could still continue and pursue and youth yeah. group um it had that funky sound it was way more upbeat way more alternative <laughs> r&b but it still felt like whoever you were talking about you had that sense of like longing and and that sense of just like you know oh my goodness like everybody knows that you're beautiful everybody knows this that and the other so like and your mind you know what i mean it's like yeah definitely yeah so like wait what did you say and your mind or like no not you <laughs> what? i didn't <laughs> No, not not you. Wait, do you are you referring like, to the person in the, the song? The person in the song, yes. No, that. <laughs> Frick. It's only been five minutes, Benji. Calm down. Oh Damn my it. goodness, this is okay. You know what? I'm already what? making my move. What the <laughs> heck? I didn't know I was gonna come into this this fast. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so like, yeah. What was the song of? Like, I guess. Yeah. You just talk about that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Inspiration, yeah. I guess throughout those two songs, it kind of like differed from my usual genre, I guess. Like, yeah. At first, when I started Benji, it was so like set on, oh, I'm going to make Christian music. But I actually realized, like, when I make what people would call non Christian music, like simple love songs or like mm. a, a pop song, people can connect to that and I can actually show Jesus through that. Yeah, wow, yeah. And you don't really have to say how good God is to show that for myself. Mm. Um, but yeah, I guess with like Call Me When You Can, that story is just purely story driven. Um, yeah. It's got a few bits and bits from my personal life, but I kind of just sat down and was like, man, let's tell a story. Because like yeah. I hear Lainey, and this guy lives in America and he sings about the most <laughs> sick stuff. Yeah. But he's so famous that you don't know if he's actually doing it. Whereas me, like no one knows who I am, and, uh, but people like know what I'm doing, if you know yeah. what I mean. Like yeah. I'm, I'm not in a relationship with someone that's going to move to California. Like, yeah. But it's just the fact that it's a song that you can listen to and just imagine, uh, you, you can like picture vivid images in your head. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I guess for that song it was just like that whole like vibe of just like telling a story and mm. and youth group is also kind of the same story but instead it's actually based on my life mm. because instead of saying you moved to California it's like man I'm a simp for you you know I I'm so down bad you know the yeah. pressure's on are you alone like I'm feeling anxious about them going with other people yeah. Um, but yeah it's just like that whole story it's just like mm. I you can picture you know a youth group and two people falling in love and right. even with Mitch my, my friend Mitch and just what he added to it was his own relationship where, where my church everyone knows about them and everyone knows well, I want to say everyone knows their story but in our friend group it's mm. just like their story is so funny and just like when, it, when I played the song to um, my friends on Zoom in the middle of lockdown they heard that one part uh, it was like um now it's um 
something kissing under the Christmas lights. And everyone went, oh, Caitlin, <laughs> Caitlin. That's his girlfriend, by the way. And they're right. like, oh, my goodness, this is so cute. But yeah, I guess like just making connections, even in our friend group, but even like the wider um, yeah. population, because I find that my listening audience is is populated by a lot of Christians, I guess, yeah. and having that same, you know, it can connect to non-Christians and Christians at the same time, if right. you know what I mean. Yeah. But yeah. And do you feel like that type of um, tactic helps you delve into this whole world a lot easier? Um, let me explain that a little bit better because I feel like for me, um, I'm Christian too and I write music and I do all of that kind of stuff, but I feel mm. as though like even the stuff that I have in the works of releasing or even on YouTube, it, it's the same type of idea of like, I don't have to say God every five seconds for you to know mm. like... Um, who I'm talking about or how amazing yeah. and how in, how much he has impacted my life. But yeah. do you find yourself ever struggling to actually blur those lines? Like between secular and non-secular music, like do you ever worry about what you can and cannot say or the genres that you can and cannot dive into and experiment in and everything like that? Um, yeah, definitely. I've, I've always struggled with that. Eh? Just like the cool songs that I've heard, there's some cool songs that I really like that just talk about worldly worldly things and like stuff that you know that me as a christian isn't supposed to take part in but the sound is cool like the melodies are cool you know what i mean like um as long as what i'm seeing you know but i guess for me when i'm singing i really have to be careful with what i'm saying as long you know like with christian music you have to be very very careful you're not giving the wrong image of god away yeah you really have to I, i remember i talked to someone at church and I asked him what what makes a Christian song because I was in that whole like phase of switching over to Christian music and he mm. and he said you have to be very careful with what you say you have to make sure everything you say is somewhat biblical yeah um just because you know we want to represent God as best as we can yeah and we can't do that if we're you know using the wrong words because yeah. we're so heckin' imperfect yeah <laughs> that we can mess up so bad and that could affect you know someone but as long as we try our best to stay biblical because the bible is supposed to be written by god appointed people yeah meaning that whatever they wrote is right mm. if you get what i mean mm. um so i guess yeah i guess even with pop music as well something that i really make sure i uh, i keep to is as you know I keep those Christian values of, you know, I'm not talking about worldly things. I have a song called Blessed Up and I say, I'm getting sick of everybody talking about their money. Um, Mm. And it's just that whole vibe of like, oh, I'm so sick of people rapping about the money and the fame and how they're the king of Auckland when they literally have two (laughs) followers on Instagram. Right. If you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I guess guess that whole vibe of just like really being careful with my words. Mm it's kind of what I try to set my eyes on instead of, you know, yeah. letting my lips loose and, you know, mm. saying whatever I want to say, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but. no, 100%. I think that's great stuff. That's a great way to really get this whole ball rolling because we've got our notes, we've got our topics. And oh, today, she's got notes. I found them. I found Let's go. Them. Come on. Um, they're just in a different form. Oh, my God. 
Come on. <laughs> Guys, I spent like 10 minutes looking for them um, before we opened this up. But we're going to dedicate this episode to social media influence, rejection, yes. and our very own favorite topic, Festival One. Here we and go. Listen, this is totally intentionally done. While we were Zoom calling um, earlier this week, we found out that we had both been rejected by Festival One. We had I both hate entered. <laughs> we had both entered our vans. We had both um, um, applied for it, and we both um, didn't get in. And so we thought, you know what? What would be a great way to kind of open up this whole conversation? Then um, the implications of rejection, because rejection has many faces, and it mm. has many ways in which it can influence us, um, push us, and grow us. Mm. And I thought um, with this one in particularly, you know, the way we processed it very differently. Um, we learned that as well. And we realized that we went about how to kind of, can you still hear me? Oh, I don't know if my Wi-Fi is going out. Your Wi-Fi is going kind of crazy. Sorry. It's okay. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Perfect. So, um, yeah, we processed things very differently between the two of us. But um, taking away Festival One just for a second... How yeah. would you advise someone who is going through or finds themselves struggling to get over that hurdle of rejection? Because rejection, like I said, it has many facets, it has many faces, and sometimes it's these big, great things, and sometimes it's, you know, these small small things like that girl saying, no, I don't want to go out on a date with you or whatever. Like, so it happens how, to me all the time. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so how would you advise someone? Um, for me, I think like, I kind of looked at it this week and we talked about this as well. And I kind of realized because there's this thing going on at school and they've voted for, everyone's voted for council. Mm. And for me, I've put myself forward, obviously, but just the fact that I thought about it, I'm like, wow, with my mindset, I'm like, if I don't get the position that I want, mm. I still have a God confidence that I've got something better for me in my future. Yeah, wow. yeah, Whereas awesome. these other people who get denied and don't know God mm. and and feel rejected, they have nothing else to run to yeah. except for people, addictions and all that, if you get what I mean. Mm. So it's it's really uh, my main message. And I like we said this before on the call and I said, I, don't, I hate being the guy, but <laughs> God is the answer to re- rejection. Be completely. that guy, man. Just do I'm it. I'm going to yeah. be that guy. Be that guy. God, God is the answer to, reje- to rejection. And yeah. I think it's so important that any time that we feel some type of um, rejection, whether it be a, a way that we get denied from Festival One or we get, Denied, or I get denied from being on the council. It's really the mm. fact that God has something bigger and better for us in the future, 100%. and God gives us what we can handle. Yeah, and that's my confidence walking into that. And yeah. and I and I remember talking to people about festival, and I'm like, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna perform, and you know, I was like hyping myself up, but I didn't yeah. realize that I had hadn't talked to God about it first. Right. I right. had given myself a false idea by myself yeah, yeah. <laughs> without God's saying it because I was just like, oh, I got denied last year. Mm. Surely I get it this year. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. But yeah. No, I totally agree. And I think also, I mean, in relationship to the music industry, for one thing, like practically when it comes to the music industry, mm. you know, rejection is something you just kind of have to get used to you know and rejection is something that is probably going to happen more likely than the yes and 
rejection I think that and one way that really helped me get over it was like it happened it grows you either way so even if I get accepted um I'm gonna grow and even if I get rejected I'm gonna grow and I'm gonna be pushed and I'm gonna be yeah. um able to, to do something better than what I actually thought because I think sometimes yeah. um as as people in this walk of faith anyways to yeah. be that girl to be that guy yeah. it's like we can become quite short-sighted and we only see the immediate goal and the immediate dream right but exactly god is looking at our life in its totality and he's thinking up not thinking up but he's putting together things in place he's putting things in place in relationship to what's going to happen 10 years five years um yeah. one year from now and i think that um if you are dealing with rejection you have to also just be founded on the fact that God has plans to prosper you and not to yep, harm you. So like true. this is something that is um, put in place to actually propel you. Yeah. Even though it may not be in the way you think it's supposed to go, mm. right? Because I think sometimes we can become arrogant and believe that we know the best for ourselves and 100%. and everything like that. But um, how did you go about processing? Um, festival one and the news because it's your second time so yeah. do you feel like it hurt less did it hurt more did it um did you it wasn't like water off a duck's back because there was no um new news i like that water off a duck's back that's a great analogy it's <laughs> a great you. like sentence i just love that whole anyways um <laughs> <laughs> how i kind of de- dealt with it was sure it happened the year before but for some reason i felt a kind of peace about it yeah and that yeah. can't be anything yeah. but God because beforehand I'm like if I get denied like I'm like I, I don't even want to do music anymore I don't want right. to I'm, I'm kidding I'm kidding but like <laughs> it was it was at that point I was like oh I'm going to be like shattered I'm like yeah. my confidence is going to be gone but it's crazy because I got the email sure I had that one small moment of like oh damn it that's why I haven't been like contacted in the last two months yeah and they're but announcing all the artists on the radio <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah yeah and it's just like when is my name gonna come up yeah literally you know? literally but i guess yeah i i felt a kind of peace about it and i i have no doubt that that's god that that's mm. just he realizes how much i hype myself up for things and he's yeah. like yo benji calm down yeah he's yeah. like yo chill i have something better for you yeah and you know he's gonna he'll grow me even more in this next year mm-hmm. and who knows I could be performing at Festival 1 for the rest of my life coming yeah. next year you know what I mean exactly so it's just exactly. about it's just about you know having that uh, it was just yeah that peace just came over me and I didn't really feel like it was like the end of the world which mm-hmm. I surprised me as well but yeah, yeah. no 100% um, we're almost at that 20 minutes mark and mm. I thought a great way to break it up and get things moving as well would be to yes. ask a question that happens all the time on this podcast. And that Uh-oh. is what are three things that you have learned, um, three things that have shaped you this year, three things that have pushed you or growed you, or three things you never um, thought you needed to pick up on this journey of yours. Cool. Yeah. Um, the first thing, crazy, I love people. Um, yeah. Something I really uh, I found out about myself because I've really struggled with friend groups and mm-hmm. uh, I haven't really found my place. But in lockdown, I kind of well before that, I found this a, a group of friends that really like have a pov- positive influence on me. We never like n- don't have fun. It's just like we have fun. We enjoy each other's company. Yeah. And they bring me up. Whereas mm-hmm. I used to have friend groups that would, you know, I, I'd have fun. Like it would be a good time and they'd sometimes bring me up, but 
the sole idea of the friend group was not God yeah. and the sole right. idea was not surrounded by him. And, and I think yeah. we all, we all say, if I'm going to date someone, I'm going to have God at the center, but it also means that you have to put God at the center of friendships as well. Yeah. And friend no, groups. 100%, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I really just in lockdown, we've, we have had zoom calls with these friends and it's crazy. The amount of inspiration I can get from friends yeah. for music as well, which I've also yeah. realized, mm-hmm. but it's just that like feeling of love and that feeling of, you know, having someone to go to and having people to check on, like the mm. feeling of checking on someone is way better than being checked on. Right. If you get what I mean? I, yeah. I, I, I love, you know, texting my friends and just asking how they're doing and just catching up. Mm-hmm. Um, which is also a reason why I'm slightly struggling in lockdown because I'm not able to see these friends. All exactly. The time. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that's something that I definitely realized even mm-hmm. just being in lockdown is how much I actually need people in my life because, yeah. um, and in Christianity, I think we need people, you know, yeah. we have people to keep us accountable. We have people to, you know, help us along the way. Like if we didn't have people, you know, it'd, it'd be a mess, you know, hundred percent. have and people to relate to and stuff like that. But yeah. No, so good. So true too, because I feel like friendships are the most unrelated underrated um um parts of christianity and it's not a topic that is usually discussed when talking about relationships right because Mm. we immediately jump to the romantic kind but i think that um friendships really make or break a lot of what happens in our lives you know uh, they kind of are the reason why we do really well sometimes and we have people who keep us accountable in in our walk with god in our workplace in um our careers and in our purpose but i think another thing that we also found in common um whilst talking before this was that we have a similar story when it comes to who we were before christ and Mm. that comes down (laughs) (laughs) to a lot um comes down to a lot to do what well, I know for me I don't know if it's the same for you with a lot of the friends that I was surrounded by yeah, and um so true. but also my desire to to want to be accepted and yeah. um to to fit in and have this like sense of belonging this this yeah. place where I could go and I could find what I thought were my people and I um I think for me just getting into the whole partying the whole drinking scene and yeah. everything like that it was just like me I had this kind of moment one night actually at a party and I looked around and I was like, holy heck, we're a bunch of really sad people. We are all here absolutely intoxicated and not one of us can actually say that we find joy in this space. And if they do, they're probably lying to themselves, you know? So I would say that um, friendship friendship is something that is is totally needed to be more talked about and everything like that. But yeah. how would you like how would what tips would you give to somebody else who is going okay i have acknowledged that these people aren't really my people they don't really hold me accountable they don't make me feel excited about whatever i'm about to do and Mm. how do they go about finding those types of people um i think it's really about you know staying open to people yeah because i find that for myself i i find myself quite closed off like even now when i found my friend group i'm like i have these friends why would i want any other friends yeah yeah wow we are called to love everyone and we are called to be open to everyone and um i really feel like anyone who wants to find friendships may be closed off to someone who they might um be called to by god but their own brain is just thinking oh well that person doesn't seem 
cool enough for me or that person doesn't seem like they'd be a very good friend but right it's all about really just like being open and just giving people a chance because man we can get hurt by people so easily yeah for sure um, for sure and, and and when when you get when you get hurt i guess you just like feel like you can't go back to people as a whole mm-hmm. and you kind of just shut yourself off um, yeah which i've kind of witnessed from people in my area but mm. yeah i guess just staying open to to everyone and, and you know being those um god people we are and just loving and staying open and listening to god as well because he'll put the chance in front of you you just have to be aware Mm. um, enough to take it and did you feel like there was anything about yourself that you had to kind of change cleanse heal or like oh heck yeah get together before you could um because sometimes god protects people from you you know, yeah. and, and yeah. um, he he knows that these people are great and that they're healthy and that they're good mm. and that they love him more than they love themselves. But you aren't yeah. there yet, so yeah. he actually can't put you in their in their yeah. paths. You know, so what what were some things that you felt like? Okay, hold on, hold on, Benji. We probably have to sort this out yeah. before we can actually move forward. Um, I always say that it was definitely my desires. Um, you know, I always told myself and other people that my desires were of God. Mm. But I think I always struggled with the fact that I, I wanted a relationship, you know. Mm. Sexual sin was a big part of my life and, mm. a, and a very big problem. Mm. And I think there was just a season last year where I had to just go through a few months, which my amazing youth pastors um, recommended. Oh, gotta that I love do. youth I just, pastors. I love when, you know, you hate and love when they challenge you. Eh? It's just yes, like, yes, actually, um, that's but yeah, perfect. But it yeah, it, it was a very, very difficult time for me because when you are the most hurt you're the most vulnerable and when you're the most vulnerable it's when the enemy comes in to destroy yeah um and it's so much easier when you're you know so far away from god and you know i i struggle with sexual sin and and i had to take that little break for a while off Mm -hmm. of leading and and worship team which is crazy because i always wanted to be on worship team and i got on for drums i I auditioned for drums which Mm -hmm. i got declined for the year before um and i finally got it but then two weeks later um you know a situation happened and i kind of had to step back yeah and that completely ruined my confidence that completely because that's when i realized that my confidence wasn't found in god it was found in going on stage and playing drums it was showing everyone that i had talent if you get what i mean yeah so i guess just that healing definitely i was just that like i i was filling a hole without god and Mm -hmm. it was just um, it wasn't of God it was just my own desires and I think mm-hmm. it's so important that we're all going to struggle with those things sometimes but it was like to the extent where it was like extreme yeah and yeah I definitely needed to heal before that and I guess that's what I kind of needed to do needed to do before I found that friend group and that you know a hundred percent and like you touched on it a little bit and I definitely want to expand on it but do you um I'm so curious to find out do you find it difficult to create a distinction between the musician Benji and then the worship leader or um person who's a part of the worship team Benji like do you feel like there are two selves or two things that it requires or do they kind of work under the same umbrella for you you know I kind of love that question because I always struggle with two personality Mm-hmm. syndrome I like to call it right it's not multiple it's just two you know right, it, yeah it, and for so long ever since I was like 13 I've been living two lives I had my home life and wow. I had my outside life now it's kind yeah. of different because yeah. it's it's one life because I've made a decision to you know 
get rid of that second life and I guess like it was such a big part of of who I was you know when I first started my Christian walk and Mm. in that state after getting baptized when you're so vulnerable it's when the enemy just attacks you because I was talking to a friend before Mm. and they said that when they got baptized they explained like a situation I'm like man that's so true because when you get baptized that's a declaration of of of, I'm gonna follow Jesus and that's when you're most vulnerable yeah but but when I got baptized I had this whole just like I think it was like at least like one to like one and a half years of just living this double life that mm. I I swore to everyone that I was not living. Right, yeah. And that destroyed my my confidence, that destroyed, you know, how I walked into the situations. I claimed mm. myself to be this um great guy who had it all together, but the fact is we all don't. Yeah. And it's not embarrassing to say that you don't because man everyone else has, is the exact same yeah. just in different situations and mm-hmm. and I think um, yeah I, that whole double life I think it's all just come together into one because I've kind of just throughout the last year just kind of like dove into to who God is and and making him a, a full center figure in my life because yeah. I always said I did yeah. like I said before I, I said I had it all together I was like oh yeah and every relationship I have you know, I'm, I'm going to have God in the center. And then I committed sexual sin right. and that's not what God is like in the center. That's yeah. not what happens when God's in the center. If you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. For but sure. uh, that was just ever since then, it's just, it's just been like a daily decision of just like, I'm going to follow Jesus. And it, 100%. and it sounds like, uh, you're going to wake up in the morning and you go, I choose to follow Jesus, but it's just, it's not that it's yeah. waking up and uh, and turning on your worship music and spending time with God it's not yeah. saying like you can say oh Jesus I'm going to follow you but it's it's really about what you're doing practical wise it's yeah. really about what you're doing spiritual wise yeah. where is your head focused is it is it towards um, the worldly desires or is, is it towards God's plan for you yeah shout out Drake <laughs> wow all of that just to end of Drake no I love that that's great <laughs> that's great good way to wrap it right up Benji that's yes. awesome no I love that because I think that for me um coming from a background where I was literally spotlighted in like the jazz big band world and where it was like kind of like at the center of mm. everything and then moving into worship you know I think for me myself were the fact that I was like okay I'm here and I'm gonna hit these notes and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do mm. that and that's how I worship um so I lacked that authenticity I had the gift but I didn't have um the spiritual authority moving in me that yeah. God had given um and gives all of us, you know, he gives all of and us. I think like, especially with worship as well, you really have to be living the life that you preach. Yes. If you get what I mean. It's, yeah. it's really all about, you know, if I can't lead a bunch of youth yeah. if I'm telling them, oh, don't do this, but I'm doing this, you know, yeah. I'm, you know, yeah. if you get what I mean. It's, it's really all about that. And like worship is not a performance, yes. which I really had to learn. As yes. much as it's fun to have a mic to your mouth or <laughs> an, instrument, an instrument in your hands, it's really not a performance. It's leading whatever crowd yeah. and, and, and yourself in worship. And, and, yeah. and I've really had to learn that over the past year of being on the worship team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. No, I feel like worship isn't entertainment. Um, worship mm. isn't um, staged. Um, mm. It isn't something that... I feel like sometimes the real impact of worship, because I think the fact that we can put on a song and feel God in our room 
when these mm. people felt him in their studios or in um, someone's living room when they're recording is because they were moving in the spirit. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and the fact that they were moving in the spirit is the reason why through this Spotify track list, I'm yeah. sitting here bawling my eyes out. Yeah. You know, and I think like, <laughs> no, but it's true. Holy I think, spirit wrecked is what I like to call it. Oh my God. Okay, sweet. Like absolutely destroyed some days. And it's, but then other times it, it's completely ju- um, joyful. And, it, it, it's ecstatic and it's exciting yeah. and I think yeah. that um, if we could come back to the core of worship which is exactly that to worship mm. then this stuff would just be you know so much more common but anyways 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 what is the second thing that you have learned this year second thing is I've really found that I really have to find that I've really found my confidence properly in God yeah. that it's that I've always like made songs I used to go by Perk God back in the old days back in the interesting, day interesting interesting um, very interesting SoundCloud rapper name that is not ideal if you're being a Christian artist but <laughs> <laughs> um, you know I, re- I really had that like idea of 1 Corinthians 10 31 it says whatever you do do in the glory of God yeah and I, and I said oh I live by that but really I haven't really lived by that until this year where I've you know, made that decision to follow God through my music and, mm. and use God in my music. And mm. um, I guess, yeah, I guess for me, it's, I've blanked. It's okay. I can pick it up if you need. What was the question again? Ask me again. Um, Just like, rhyme me a bit. The question was, what is the second thing that you've learned this year? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I really like. <laughs> so that I really clap like. Looked, broke my headphones. It's like. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's my no, bad. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. It's, it's, it was great. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. The high frequencies. It's my favorite. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for my confidence, I guess it's just like I found it in people's. I always post this stuff on my story, just waiting for people to reply. Oh. And, and I guess, you know what I mean? Like just waiting for people to go, oh my goodness, this is good. And that's how I found you know it's, it's, it's always good to get an opinion but when you're just posting stuff on instagram when yeah. i could be using that platform for something else right um it's just a waste of my time yeah i, I shouldn't be asking 1000 people sorry 300 people that's how much views i get on my story by the way it's terrible <laughs> compared to 1000 followers what are the other 800 doing with their life stop what the heck <laughs> ratio what the heck oh my is this goodness. ratio love this love this um but yeah i guess like i i i, I kind of stopped posting stuff on my story because i i realized that it's not about what they think it's about yeah. what god says yeah and i think relying on whether he says to release this song or release this album or release this ep mm-hmm. um but also i i kind of got together just like a few people that send my songs to mm-hmm. including my friend mitch and it's really he I guess he they get, kind of give me like an idea of course they're they're friends but they give me an idea of what the vibe is and and they're not just like a rando who's like 13 and <laughs> posting I you know I had a fan page I probably shouldn't talk about this but I had a fan page when I was like perk god back in like 2019 someone had a fan page of you or you had a fan page of, of- no they had a fan page of me Really? So I had two fan pages actually. It was kind of crazy. I, I I I think one of them just like hates me now for some reason. But they just whoa. 
yeah I don't know I don't I don't know what happened I guess I just didn't give them enough, <laughs> give them enough attention but right um but yeah it's just like I don't want to be posting the stuff in my story for a 13 year old to say if it's good or bad or not right and uh, because God knows what's good and bad yeah and and he knows you know he he's got songs that are planted in my brain to sing out mm. that he knows that I'm, I should release and I can mm. look you know look to that mm. um but yeah he, he can use my friends to give me that like idea of like release but yeah I think that validation external validation is something that is um it comes with the flesh and and I would almost argue that it's kind of natural because Mm. sometimes it isn't that detrimental you know sometimes we just want to feel validated by our friends and by our family um but I think in the in the times where it does become quite damaging to ourselves is when we are totally reliant on it and that we don't function oh my goodness (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness explicit podcast Guys. Are they really Christian um, conspiracy <laughs> theory? Um, yeah. Oh, I said frick. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but literally, like, you don't almost function without having um, <laughs> that type of affirmation all the time and that type of um, constant reminding and reassuring. And, and I think that um, putting your confidence in God, sometimes it feels like we do it for God. But if anything, it's really for us. So mm. that when the rejection does come, and when, when the validation doesn't come mm-hmm. and when people don't support our music or when someone who was a fan is no longer a fan, it yeah. doesn't hit us. It doesn't destroy us. It doesn't yeah. absolutely deteriorate so um, our character and how we view ourselves. And I think that it's, there's nothing, there's no firmer foundation for one and mm. f- for two. It's kind of like if you were going to become an artist, oh my goodness, you better be planned. because (laughs) it is all around you guys like no one sometimes you're the only one who thinks that this song is great yeah and 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 other times you're the only one who sees what you can be right and 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 sometimes wherever whichever environment you go into you're not going to have any supporters you're not going to have people who actually go yeah who are encouraging you and who are pushing you to become everything that you can be so i think Mm. for me as well (laughs) the pardon I had a voice crack, sorry. Oh. <laughs> I went, mm, but I went, mm. I was, it's fine, I, carry I on. I that you were doing that, yeah, cool. Um, this year, I think confidence being placed in Christ as well was a huge thing. One, because the beauty industry for women is forever changing and it's a complete um, wow, yeah. shapeshifter. But Talking about the beauty industry, I've been watching Ugly Betty. Get out, and really? And the entire message behind, like, what it is it's it's supposed to be you know what funny mm. but it's also making such like a, a a a message across it's like putting a message across about the whole industry of like fashion and that was happening what in 2006 right i'm sorry i'm just shocked you're watching Ag- ugly betty really look i <laughs> No, I mean, we've go been in you. lockdown. We've been in lockdown for ten weeks. <laughs> I've watched everything I can watch. It's, yeah, no, I mean, I respect it. Please, um, absolutely dissect it. Go for it. Ugly Betty, please hit me up. But I, I get, <laughs> the whole fashion industry <laughs> in it is just so funny. How like a Latina woman who doesn't fit into the forms of um, common beauty, which mm-hmm. they would yeah like count as back then, mm-hmm. goes into a workplace and 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 finds herself you know unincluded in things and looked at weird and just like all that but i look at today and of course we still struggle with some of those things but the Mm. fact that 
you know we have we see models on like clothing websites and they're like ugly betty like that the the common beauty standards mm-hmm. aren't as common anymore mm-hmm. which i love and, and and that whole idea of just like society kind of coming towards like an agreement of course we still got our struggles and areas and areas and i don't want to get too political because i don't want to say the wrong things and then get cancelled and then you know right but i just love the show and just the message that it it puts across and even the fact that it was happening in 2006 yeah it shows the amount of like time it's taken to get to the start where we are today which is crazy anyways No, that's yeah. that's so true. That's great. I loved that. That was mm. awesome. A, um, a great little, um, what do they call it? Flipping um, segue. It's not a segue. It's a um, oh my goodness, digression. That's what it is. A digression. Um, but what is the third thing that you have learned this year? Mm. I'd say, musically wise, I think something i've something very important i've learned is i've stopped um looking to i've stopped being influenced by common hip-hop and i've i kind of found my influence which is weird because Mm. most of my songs does tend to be hip-hop or pop but worship actually inspires me more than like songs i used to listen to if you look at my like top songs of 2018 and 19 and 20 it was just all hip-hop um but now i'm kind of like moving into the fact where like i can listen to a worship song Mm -hmm. and get an idea of a a pop song or Mm -hmm. a hip-hop song because i guess the fact that like what they're speaking in in these worship songs gives me the confidence i was talking about before but you know just gives it gives me those ideas and 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 i guess those musical like elements that I hear in it as well. Just like mm. if you listen to Bethel, um, they they tend to use a lot of like strings and like mm. live and like stringed instruments, which is yeah. really cool. And what I love about music is is, is strings, and I, I think they're so important. Yeah. Um, and Hillsong Young and Free, their studio, the the three lines. I'm not. Sure, I think it's just called three line three or something mm-hmm. but it's the three lines album and it's all studio and and highs and lows and oh, um that song. uh what's that one song as well oh, heck highs and lows um hindsight's a really good one because it's so like yeah. dive like diverse it's like yeah. the beat's weird but it's 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 like hyper pop almost yeah it's, like, it's, it's, it's it's so like different mm. and it doesn't stay on that like classic two four it's like on the first part it's like god duh, duh. that's the tom by the way duh, 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 <laughs> duh, 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 god. but it's like just like the way they like in 2018 that's what they were doing and i yeah. think it's, it's it's sad that i missed that yeah. because imagine how much more my music could have been influenced mm-hmm. by stuff that was god influenced instead right. of the stuff that i was listening to before which was just worldly things that um, i had desires for but had no right to have yeah you know? yeah no i i think i i don't deny that it still had its place and its impact because when i think about the the way in which i write um like spoken word poetry or even song sometimes mm. it's because i've looked towards people like kendrick lamar jackie hill perry and mm. um even lauren hill you know for their diction for their flow for their consonants how they kind of yeah. piece things together and i think yeah um that sometimes has its place because God works through people like that as well, you know, in yeah. a way and to kind of inspire. But do you think that you can listen to worship music now? And I'm generally curious because I have my own opinions on it too. 
and feel inspired in in the the secular world because um, the way in which worship has progressed and even praise music has mm. progressed sounds more and more like what the world is doing. It just yeah, has definitely. a different topic. Mm. Um, it's funny because we played a game. I do fuse at at my church. And I'm. Uh, called life right and right and shout out to life shout out to life and epic youth i love you so much um <laughs> but i we were playing a game and it, it's called um worship or uh, sorry worship or love song i think or something like that yeah and it's so funny how we actually get it wrong like right the, the songs are so similar and and words that we get it so confused with worship and, and actual love songs. And yeah. I, and I found like some music, I remember going on like some type of playlist and I found this um, one song. Um, I can't remember the name of the guy, but I was just like, is this guy a Christian? So I just right. went like a, like a, this guy's a really small artist. So there's like no right. information on him. But yeah. the words he was singing was just like, sounded like a worship song. And I probably yeah. still think that it is, but <laughs> today it's, it's so, it's so cool that we can get influenced by, some of these songs and um i definitely yeah i definitely think that i can listen to you know like i said before of like the hip-hop obviously had like an influence but uh-huh. it's just the fact that like now that i see worship it's like man how much more influence could i have gotten from that but yeah yeah and pop and, and hip-hop and like the mainstream media you know you have those funky bass lines that you hear in need your love by right. um hell song it's got that like deep house space the stuff you hear in like it's friday yeah or and it's you know, Saturday, it Sunday. <laughs> you know what i mean like, yeah, so it's yeah, got yeah. that whole like deep house vibe and i just love how um the ed like not i'd say the edm genre is coming to an end i guess for i guess for praise and and in the um worship praise yeah. category you know especially in hell song because that one song phenomena have you See, heard it? i like that song but i don't love that song like i i don't really like what the heck no You're i know this podcast i'm the unpopular opinion i am the unpopular opinion when it comes to that song for sure you know what fair enough i kind of got yeah i think i listened to it too much is I, it I, like, I listened to it and i was like yeah um next to be honest and then i saw wow. it was like it was like trending like everyone on their stories was posting it i think it was trending on youtube but it's not because it's a bad song yeah you know what let's not get into yeah. it let's not get into it i'm about to cancel you immediately. literally watch me absolutely be thrashed on the tl nah. but we move i'll protect you don't worry thanks I'll, I'll back you up i'll be like yeah no nah, i hate phenomena too oh my that, that more like trash trash oh, oh my oh. goodness stop this is awful i hate it here <laughs> <laughs> this is awful um no but yeah definitely i think um everyone has a different toast taste as well so it's fine but with phenomena it's just like you've got that like i don't even know what to call the genre it's just that's true because the rap sounds would you say, sorry would you say it's would you say it's like rock maybe like I would say that it's almost leaning towards that 90s hip hop. Oh, really? But like with a modern twist, like the rap. I'm thinking about the rap. It's like if it was a 90s hip hop song, but there wasn't a rap. It was just a sample. Right. Right? Right. Somewhat? Well, what genres do you think it is? I'd say it's like a pop rock vibe, which I I was having a conversation with my friend Mitch in the car the other day. And um, I feel like it's really coming into mainstream media. But yeah, I definitely think it's pop rock is definitely the genre or like somewhat because you hear okay. that really big guitar so it's like 
You know what? I almost thought you started playing the song with how accurate that was. Oh, really? That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, that was what perfect. A compliment. <laughs> I feel so good about myself now. What were we talking about before? Not getting our confidence. Yeah, exactly, people. exactly. Well, guess what? I just got mine. So. Oh, my goodness. What is the third thing you have <laughs> <laughs> Haven't I already said that? No, this, that was the second. Oh, yes, you have. I'm such. I'm the worst interviewer. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking your job. What's the three things you learned today? Oh, today. Three things I've learned today. In the past 45 minutes, what have you learned? <laughs> Don't put Benji on a podcast. <laughs> I've learned. Yes, that's number one. Never having you back. Um, <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, number. What have I learned? Well. I just finished watching, I'm watching my third one today, actually. I watched a Sadie Robinson podcast with mm. Jackie Hill Perry because I love Jackie Hill Perry. Mm. And she was talking about her book, Holier Than Thou. And wow. she was discussing how she was like in this toxic worship, uh, toxic church environment where they were really heavy on works and that if you weren't evangelizing every day, then um, you were basically nothing. Like you didn't amount to anything. And she was kind of talking about, well, I'm actually really introverted and I don't find it easy to do that stuff, but mm. I, I did it through my books and I did it through my art and I did it through this, that, and the other. And I think for me, that was kind of like, oh, okay, cool. So if I don't have the gift of prophecy or, or like prophetic words and, and stuff like that, that's cool. Cause there's a whole mm. bunch of other ways in which God can yeah, um, use me. And that was super, um, insightful and like I think it was just for me like that word was for me because yeah. I think I was growing quite wary and, and doubtful in this whole podcasting thing mm. um, and yeah it was lovely to hear the second thing I learned was that when I get stressed out I can't sleep because then I wake up and now I've got double the amount of work to do yikes and it honestly it's an attribute I'm trying to work on because I, I genuinely it is the worst of the worst of my characteristics I will I have three assignments I had to finish this um, job training. I had to um, finish two songs for my uni work. And I literally went to sleep. I wake up and I've got emails upon emails and it's just, oh, it's yikes. it's just dumb and I hate it. I the love third being thing, 17. <laughs> honestly, it won't last forever, so definitely relish in it. I try to get a hold of ya. Like who's that holding ya? Cause I don't think that I can go one day without ya. The pressure's on. Are you alone? I'm so obsessed. I met her at my youth, girl. Don't know what the dudes do when they see me around ya. I would like to promote my song Youth Group um, It's one of my top songs already And um, it's featured on four playlists I'm not sure which ones they are though But um, I love the song um, If you want to fall in love with someone at Youth Group um, Come to Epic Youth It's where it is yes. I, I just want to say I love what you're doing Thank you for having me I appreciate all the questions you asked me today And um, I'm excited to see where you go with your podcast And how much influence you have on the music industry and people in general.